0: Hey, listen to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 55. I'm Brando, I'm here with Ryan, today we're going to continue the arc of opposition redone with the most painful deck I've ever built. Now hit our theme song! Hey Ryan, we're back yet again for another Whirlwind Adventure. How you doing? Mm, what's going down? A whole ton is going down. We're going to be talking about a deck that's near and dear and breaks my heart. In a Graveyard-less Gulgari deck, which was way harder than I thought it was going to be.
1: No Graveyard Gulgari. That's had, what we're calling it.
0: Had I known it was going to be this hard, I never would have signed up for it, honestly. Uh, yeah, Arca Opposition. In terms of these enemy-colored pairings, they really focus in more on what they want to do
1: than the uh, allied-colored ones. You know what's funny is, the like you say, the enemy-colored pairings are a little bit more, I don't know if they're more concrete or or more solidified in what their identity is. Maybe because there's less of what their identity is to go around. Maybe. Uh, So it's a little bit more niche. They fit into a specific kind of subsection of what magic is, and for that reason to go outside of whatever that traditionally is has been tricky.
0: Fairly difficult, like with our Boros one, you know, low to the ground, little aggro dudes. And last week we talked about the Is It Deck, where it's all
1: instants and sorceries all the time. Yeah, you mean Tibor and Lumina? Or Tibor and. It doesn't what your name is! What? Nothing? Yeah, so I thought. Social media coordinates?
0: Social media coordinates. <laughs> We are CCO Podcast on Twitter and tappedout.net. That's where you can find this deck, last week's deck, and any other deck we're going to talk about on the show. We're Commander Cookout Podcast at gmail.com. That's where you can send show suggestions, love mail, hate mail, no nudes. Or nudes. We all know how good that goes. <laughs> we're also Commander Cookout Podcast on the Google Machine, the Google Play, the iTunes, Patreon, YouTube, edhrec.com, and. Automatic, where we are valiantly trying to beat down those scrapbooking ninnies, and another unnamed Magic the Gathering podcast.
1: Yeah, we might have to look them up and see who it actually is. They might be cool, guys. We don't know. Probably not, though. Probably not. I yeah. wonder if they're going to GP Vegas.
0: Maybe they are. I wonder if they're going to play in the Attractable. Nah.
1: Yeah. Nah. Nah, we'll look them up. Maybe next week. Maybe next arc. Maybe, like, 2019.
0: <laughs> Year two-ish. Yes, we will do that. Uh shout outs? Should we do some some
1: some some, some shoutouts? Yes, shout out to Flipside Gaming. Oh yeah. Flipside Gaming and Commander Cookout Podcast have been in cahoots for a little bit of time now, working on a deal for CCO Nation. Now,
0: we stumbled across their site when we found their Wallet Warriors article series. They're like a normally I'm the F the budget guy. Uh but they have this really great series of deck tech articles. They teach you how to build
1: really cool decks on a dime. Including five-color budget mana base. I wonder they got the idea for that. Huh. We're not saying that it's us, but we're just saying. Not only do they do budget stuff, though, I've seen some pretty high-end stuff on their Facebook page. You can search them, uh, Flipside Gaming, on Facebook. They got links to their video content, their podcasts, and some, I don't know, the other day I saw Power 9 stuff and and Time Vault. and No, Time Vault?
0: Time Vault. Sure. And we'd be remiss not to mention that, unlike some of the other, shall we say, big-name websites around our part of the world, they're not a johnnyoutofstock.com, if there's anything that you're looking for. They do actually have a decent stock of a lot of stuff.
1: Yeah, including accessories like um, when we did our Thraxam Under Our Deck giveaway. Dice, Ultra Pro boxes, sleeves, you name it, I guess they have it, right? And the comics and stuff, too, is really neat. Yeah, and because they are an online store, and you are listening to CCO podcast, we would be also remiss as to not set up a promo code for CCO Nation. Yes,
0: we're so smart. What's the promo code? This is the best promo code: CCOFU. Yeah, gets you ten percent across, ten percent off
1: across the whole site. Just to clarify, just type in the letters, all capitals, all in a row, no spaces: CCOFU. Yes. <laughs> Do we have any more shout-outs? Shout-out to Ethan Jacobs, new patron, friend of the show, long time, has been sending us lists and emails, blah, 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 for some time, became a patron finally, good on you, funny nickname. How oh, E-Jack. E-Jack? Yeah. Why not? What's wrong with that? It's not even suggestive. Do not Google that. <laughs> Shout-out to Derek Henson, new patron.
0: Derek Henson, not to be confused with Jim Henson, creator of the Muppets. He gets a fun fact. Not everybody gets a nickname, Ryan. Could we
1: call him a Muppet? Mm. We sure can. What's he going to do about it? Stop being our patron? F that. (laughs) (laughs) He's listening to the show. He knows what this is all about. And Jake Andrews, new patron. I feel like that's an easy wrestling reference.
0: Jack and Drew. Jack and Drew? Yeah, he's two people. That's also a good wrestling reference. He could be one of those crazy dudes that flips back, back and forth between his regular mild-mannered personality and his totally insane baby-eating wrestler personality. Yeah. I was going to say Jake the Snake. Too easy. Okay. Jack and Drew. Jack and Drew. So big shout-out to you guys. Thanks for listening. So as we move along, uh, we teased it at the end of our last show. We're going into... <laughs> Our latest giveaway, and you can enter, uh, I believe it's all up on the Facebook page, exactly the numbers of entries you get for certain things. But the goal now is to spread CCO Nation out. We want to bring more people in. So uh, if you share us around the internet, uh, you will be entered into the draw of opposition, which is filled with cards that me and Ryan both super hate, or one of us hates and the other may or may not like.
1: Very much so. So like Brando said, it's on the Facebook page. You'll have to check it out for the exact numbers. Um, Something like this. You like any of the Arc of Opposition giveaway posts, that's some number of entries. Follow us on Twitter, some number of entries. Share the post, like CCO podcast on Facebook, that gets you some amount of entries and it's all listed on the Facebook page. Should we... Go into some of the cards you can win. Not all of them, because we always do surprise cards.
0: Yes, we do have some. I have a little pile of them right here. I'll, I'll go through them pretty quick. So let's, here we go. And I'll tell you a little bit of stories on why I hate each one of these cards. <laughs> here we go. We have Yosei the Morning Star from moder- the first Masters set. Why do I hate that card? Because I bought three packs of it and every single rare was Yosei the Morning Star.
1: That's terrible.
0: That was the worst. $50 I ever spent in my life. <laughs> Next up, we have a foil. This is a foil. We got a Sky Swallower. <laughs> what does Sky Swallower do, Ryan? Oh no, I don't even know. Sky Swallower is an 8 8 with flying for 5. Sounds good. Sounds great. Let's see what else it does. When Sky Swallower comes into play, target opponent gains control of all other permanents you control. Period. What the hell? <laughs> Next up, we have Control Magic at effing rare. I'm not even going to talk anymore about that.
1: It was originally printed at Uncommon. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and then it printed it Rare in a Master's set. Oh my God, it
1: was in a Master's set. <laughs>
0: $15 Control Magic, baby. All right, uh, next up, we've talked about this lots on the show where I have the most inefficient tutor you can possibly play... Liliana Vess. I like that card. You like it. I don't like it. Just play the tutor. And it's from the original Lorwyn. I'm not Ooh. I'm not skimping on you guys. Next up, talked about it last week. Got Narset. I've never seen anything get me more tilted than Narset. I hate her so much. Yeah, F that bitch. She's so broken. She's, she's too good. And the last one in this particular pile, there are more. We have a Platinum Angel. And why do I hate Platinum Angel? Yeah, what's the deal? Because there's this air around Platinum Angel where some kid will have one and... And they play it and it's like, you can't possibly beat me now. I'm so good because I just paid 7 mana for a flying 4-4 that says I can't lose the game. As if there's no way you can get rid of it. It's a beginner's trap. Because people are going to pay 6 bucks for that card thinking, man, it's going to make me totally win the game. And it's going to last 0 seconds. Because <laughs> while you're making that spiel that I just said, oh, I got a platinum angel, I can't possibly. Somebody just kill it. It's, it's dead now. And then they're probably just going to kill you for being such a jerk.
1: I remember when Platinum Angel came out in Mirrodin, and it was like, oh my god, you can't lose the game!
0: I remember when I opened one of them in draft, and I also drafted three clones that night. Then it helped me win the game, because there isn't enough damn spot removal for four fours with flying in the set I played it in. (laughs) That was pretty good. But other than that, terrible.
1: Mucho excelente. So and, there's some there's some stuff. For and of course, everybody saw the Facebook post on the giveaway that contained. The, I guess the first little bit of cards and there might be a couple more or there might just be some surprises. And the highlights of this one include a full art F&M cancel because F cancel play any other two mana counterspell. Yes. But at least this one's full art. So if you're going to leave three mana open, it might as well be for a full art cancel. <laughs> We've got a Chinese because I only like English language cards and I hate that Modern drove this card up to $45 just to be in somebody's sideboard somewhere out there. Leyline of Sanctity. We've got a Foil God Pharaoh's Gift because I had one, and then I went down to Montana and then to Wyoming to see the Eclipse last summer. Yeah. And I bought another one thinking, hey, there's a foil, and I already had one. So now I had two. So F that card, plus it costs seven mana. So if you're playing a deck that can cast your seven mana God Pharaoh's Gift, good on you. We've got a Foil Teza Envoy of Ghosts, that was a patron su- suggestion. He said he hates that card. e Oh, e Yeah. Carevek the Merciless is in there. Hate that guy. Yeah, no, we hate that guy. One of our most popular Commander Cookout episodes. So go and search up uh, Commander Cookout Kervek the Merciless and listen to that, but uh, still F that guy. Sire of Insanity. I think we talk about Sire in that episode. And how much we hate that son of a bitch. Possibility Storm, because I hate Chaos decks. But I love that card. Blood Tribute, because that cuts your life total in half, and I assume that you hate that because you actually hate Soren Markov that much. Yes, I do. So that one one is my personal contribution for you. (laughs) (laughs) Also, F you. F you, Ryan. And finally, a Libro de Hichos, which is actually a Spanish soul ring. Spellbook. Yes, what you said. (laughs) It's way worse. I hate Spellbook. It doesn't do
0: anything. But it costs nothing and gives you unlimited hand size. Where else are you going to find an effect
1: like that for free, Ryan? I don't know. Maybe on a land? What? (laughs) What? Yeah. What? Reliquary Tower. If you're playing a Spellbook, play Reliquary Tower. Unless you're comboing with a zero drop artifact that you're just casting over and over again, play Reliquary Tower. Just do it. But we're going to send you a Libra de Hichos because it's kind of an inside joke from our play group.
0: Yes, so you will be part of history. Joe actually donated that one, so thanks, bud. Uh, just
1: to spite me, and that's that goes to show you how much he knows that I hate that card because a couple guys play them, and I think that they play them just because it puts me on tilt. Yes. Mana Leak and Spellbook. Just Ooh. tilt me. Ooh. For the same reason Cancel tilts me. Like, if you're going to leave up blue-blue... I'm not going to play into it because I think you have a counterspell and then somebody else does something and it gets countered by a mana leak because you tapped out. It's like, ah, oh, it didn't even get my thing and it still puts me on tilt. <laughs> <laughs> Don't play that card. Yeah. You say that all the time.
0: God damn, Smitty.
1: Now that all that's out of the way,
0: yeah. recipe? Recipe. Main course. Let's do it. A little bit of backstory to uh, why we're building, talking about who we're talking about today. Skullgry- Skullbrier... The Walking Grave, right? Correct. Hey, Brando, why did you pick Skullbriar the Walking Grave? Because he's the only goddamn Golgari commander that doesn't abuse the graveyard. He's the only one. And you can play him from the graveyard, so technically he does. Sort of. I guess you you can't really play him from the graveyard, but his ability works if he's in the graveyard.
1: But he wouldn't be because he only costs two mana.
0: That's right. Let's give him a read. Let's give him a, a read real quick. Skullbriar the Walking Grave is a 1-1 for black-green. Legendary creature, zombie elemental with haste. Whenever Skullbriar the Walking Grave deals combat damage to a player, put a plus-one, plus-one counter on it. Counters remain on Skullbriar as long. Counters remain on Skullbriar as it moves from zone to zone, except
1: for your hand or library. Good thing Tuck's not a thing anymore. Right?
0: I had a terrible dream one time that Wizards printed a card that made Tuck work, and it had one of those novels of texts on it, and it was super ambiguous, and then we all got into a great big fight about how it worked, but we wouldn't <laughs> not play it. And it was like, I woke up in the morning, I was like, what the hell? You're just mad. Yeah, I was just pissed off. I was like, if you, Evan.
1: Yeah, why would Evan want to play this? shitty card. Yeah. yeah. It was just a dream. Flip.
0: So that's he's, uh, He's our man by default, basically.
1: He's our man for no goddamn Graveyard Galgari. Yes. So how or what do you do when you can't abuse the Graveyard in green-black? It's obvious, Ryan. It's it's clear what you do. Land destruction. Whoa. Obviously. Okay. Come on, man. Quick, quick hits? Quick hits. Okay. Starting with creatures. We got 12 creatures. And we're going to start with Acidic Slime. 5 mana, 2-2, two, two, Death Touch, when it enters the battlefield, we're just gonna destroy a land, right? Absolutely, it we are. does destroy other things, but f that.
0: Death, right, shaman.
1: This is a mana dork, but you can tap it and exile a land from a graveyard. It's totally taken down the land to get a mana. That's right. Demonic hordes. Old school. Black, black, black. Three, five, five. Tap, destroy a land during your upkeep. Pay black, 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 or kill it. Yeah, good art. <laughs> Hell
0: dozer.
1: <laughs> Ooh reminiscent of uh demonic horde black 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 three six five power creep ability black 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 tap destroy target land if it's a non-basic untap helldozer when would somebody play i don't know non-basic lands ever in commander
0: yeah who does that utility lands who plays utility lands jerks hollow specter
1: not a land destruction card when we say specter what we say what we mean is when it hits you you have to discard some number of cards yeah, like Snake, except Spectre. Yeah. This one, 2-2, two, two, Flyer, Black, Black, 1. When it hits you, Spectre. Hornet Queen. Wall of Blockers, 4, 7 mana, and they have Death Touch.
0: Hypnotic Spectre.
1: This is the Spectre of Originality. 2-2, two, two, Flyer, Black, Black, 1. Spectre, when he hits you, you discard a card.
0: Needle Spectre.
1: Spectre with Wither, 1-1. One, one. Pestilence Demon. Ooh, this guy's interesting for a thing coming up in the future of this deck list, but for now, he's a 7-6 flyer for 7. 7-6 seven, flyer for 8. You can pay a black to deal 1 damage to each creature in each player.
0: Royal assassin.
1: Kind of like, like Hornet Queen. It destroys a tapped creature. So before combat damage, you just kill the creature. Important with a card coming up, I think.
0: Indeed. Ooh, do tell. Scavenging ooze.
1: Exile a card from her graveyard to make it bigger and gain a life. It's a 2-2 for 2. Maybe you can exile more land from the graveyard.
0: Yes. Also, gains us some life because you're probably going to get beat up because you're playing land destruction and everybody hates that.
1: No, you're just going to get beat up in real life.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that too. And lastly, but not leastly, CCO staple, big daddy butt sex, Terastodon.
1: 9-9 for 8. When he comes into the battlefield, destroy three lands.
0: Yes. It sounds way better when you say it like that, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, they get a bunch of elephants and stuff, but eh, whatever. whatever yeah. Just royal assassin them to death if they attack you, or pestilence deem them all away for three mana. Pfft, yes. Whatever. Now, we're going to go through the two instants, and then we're going to go to the 23 sorceries, and you can guess what those sorceries are going to do. <laughs> First instant, abrupt decay. Abrupt decay destroys a non land permanent with converted mana cost three or less for black green. Good utility.
0: Yes beast within
1: destroys a permanent for three mana they get a three three beast so kind of like one third of big daddy Buttsex. sex yeah just the tip maybe <laughs>
0: <laughs> On to the sorceries we'll start off with a little little guy called be four
1: mana kill a land or kill a non-black creature
0: Bantu's last reckoning
1: great art i want the playmat if anybody has the playmat get at me on facebook or twitter Because there is a playmat with that art on it. I want it. Three mana, destroy all creatures. Bramble crush. We're going here again. Four mana, destroy a land. That's what it says, right? Basically, yeah. Okay. It's a non-creature permanent, but land.
0: Choking sands.
1: Oh, I like this one. This is a gem from Mirage. Black black one, destroy a land. If it's a non-basic, it deals two damage to that land's controller.
0: Creeping mold.
1: Four mana, destroy target land
0: damnation
1: four mana destroy all creatures demonic tutor that's a tutor for a land destruction spell
0: desert twister
1: Ooh, green green four originally from arabian nights destroys target permanent yes
0: and what's that permanent ryan
1: mostly a land damn right destroy the evidence five mana destroys a land grind your opponent so they mill cards till they hit a land and they all hit the bin
0: Yeah, so it kills their land and then kills their next land.
1: (laughs) Yes, that's what it does. Forced March. Ooh, Forced March. Mask block. I think Mercadian mask proper, right? Yes, sir. Black, 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 X. Destroy all creatures with converted mana cost X or less. Important for the future card that we have yet to name. Yes. I love it. Ice Storm. Three mana. Destroy a land. It's a stone rain in green. Yeah, it's like $20. 25
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Killing wave. Here's another X kill spell, black X. For each creature, its controller sacrifices it unless he pays X life. Or she. Or them. They. Whatever. So you pay X, they have to pay X life or their guys die. Correct. Maelstrom pulse. Non-land killer, but destroys target non-land permanent and all other permanents with the same name. Came
0: into handy at our last Tuesday night game session, where somebody kicked a writer replication onto—I believe it was a solemn simulacrum—searched for like a whole bunch of land, and then was going to win because it was like, the game was just bullshit. And then we maelstrom pulsed them all away.
1: The it's pretty good. Well, they probably drew like six well, cards. They drew
0: six cards, <laughs> but they no longer had like a hundred power with the guys on the table.
1: Ah, seems good.
0: Yeah, seemed alright. Mutilate
1: four mana. All creatures get minus one, minus one for each swamp you control. I like that one. Moavi Acid Moss. Destroys a land for four mana. And search for a forest card. Not a basic forest, just a forest. Rain of Tears. Destroy target land for three mana. Rancid Earth. Destroy target land for three mana. Threshold. Instead, destroy that land and Rancid Earth deals one damage to that land's controller. And all their creatures. I like that one. It's a good one. That's old school from torment, right? Like that was when the mono black deck was in standard and it just wrecked house. Reap and sow. Reap, destroy target land. Sow, search for a land, put it into play. Entwine for two. Reap and sow.
0: I like that. Reclaiming vines,
1: four mana. Destroy target land. Rotting soil. I assume that that's four mana destroy target land. And if you pay f- black, because it's green-green too, but if you spend black on the generic colors, you get a minus one on all creatures that land's controller controls?
0: All creatures, period.
1: All creatures, period. Yep. Okay. It's pretty good. It's like a little pseudo-mini-wrath. Yeah. Dink soul. Or stink hole. <laughs> black black destroy target land tsunami (laughs) (laughs) tsunami what the hell Nonbo with carpet of flowers is green three destroy all islands f islands probably relevant yep winter's grasp green green one destroy target land i wonder what we're doing in this deck Ron. how come that one's not twenty dollars
0: i believe ice storm was only printed in like alpha beta revised
1: thought it was in ice age no that's winter's grasp no that's in tempest Yeah. Why is... What the Uh, hell?
0: I don't know. I don't know. Don't ask me questions like this, Ryan. I don't have answers for these things. Okay. Artifacts. Let's do some artifacts. Let's start off with a commander's sphere.
1: Three drop rock. Sacket draw card. Cranial plating. Ooh, cranial plating. We're going to come back to this one maybe when we look at the lands. Equip creature gets plus one, plus oh. For each artifact you control, black, black, attach it to whatever you want. And that's at instant speed. Very. And it also equips for one, but F that, because you can do this at instant speed.
0: That's important uh, with Skullbriar and with Needle Spectre. I guess we can talk about him now. Needle Spectre isn't just Spectre where he hits you to discard one. He hits you when you discard cards equal to its power. Ooh. So that one gets you, probably
1: dumps her one. He's away. normally a one-one, so he's normally Spectre. But if you have five artifacts out, now it's discard six. Now he's one with nothing. Yes. <laughs> Next up, Golgari Signet. Black green signet colony gem colony gem stupid rock but it taps to give you two mana of any one color for four and you got to do a bunch of other hoops and shit it's terrible it is pretty bad lightning greaves uh shroud and haste mana crypt f the budget yeah zero drop mana rock taps for two deals damage to you during your upkeep if you lose a coin flip how about mana vault how about f the budget one drop gives you three doesn't untap unless you pay four if you don't untap it take one mind stone two drop rock Pay one, sack. draw a card. Sol Ring. Tap for two. Swiftfoot Boots. Shroud and Haste. Sword of Body and Mind. Okay, you're playing a bunch of swords and jeet. F the budget. So you're playing Body and Mind. That is the green, blue one. So all these give protection from two colors, plus two, plus two, and two abilities. This one is Mill 10 and Get a Wolf. Sword of Feast and Famine. That's the green, black one. It's got Spectre and Untap All Your Land. Sword of Fire and Ice. That, of course, is the red, blue one. You shock something and draw a card. Sort of War and Peace. Now, this one's a little bit different. It's the white-red one. You deal extra damage to them for cards in their hand, and you gain life equal to the cards in your hand. And Jeet. Jeet. Let's see. This is a modal one. You know how good I am with these. Two mana. Equips for two. When it deals damage, you put two charge counters on it. You remove a counter to give equip creature plus two plus two. Remove a counter to give... Any creature, minus one, minus one, or remove a counter, gain two life. I like it. What the hell were they thinking?
0: Why are we playing all these swords and jeets, Ryan?
1: (laughs) Wait, i got a better question. Why aren't we playing the black-white one, sword of light and shadow?
0: Because shadow brings cards back from your graveyard, Ryan, and we can't be interacting with the graveyard. No graveyard galgari. No graveyard galgari is what we're playing right now. Damn it. So if you hadn't noticed from the artifacts... It's also a Voltron deck. Yeah,
1: it's like a hidden Voltron deck.
0: It kills lands, but it has to kill them somehow, and it's not going to do that by getting them all pissed off until they quit. So, Voltron.
1: Let's go to the enchantments. Bear Umbra. Plus two, plus two. Totem armor, and untap all your lands when you attack. So, totem armor means if it was going to die, you just remove the damage from it and destroy the enchantment, and it doesn't die. Blight. Black, black, when enchanted land becomes tapped, destroy it.
0: It also has a picture of a really sad monkey looking at a burned out tree. It's kind of a sad picture. Is it a monkey or like somebody in a robe? It's definitely a monkey. 100% it's a monkey. I'll be the judge of what a monkey
1: is and what a monkey isn't. That's a hooded person in a robe. Or it's a monkey.
0: CCO Nation,
1: is it a guy in a robe or a monkey? Get at us on Twitter. CCO Podcast on Twitter. Bottomless Pit. During each player's upkeep, that player discards a card at random. So it's kind of got, like, Spectre on an enchantment for Black Black 1.
0: Death Pits of Wrath.
1: This card is a dick. Whenever a creature is dealt damage, destroy it. What?
0: It can't be regenerated, (laughs) period.
1: Seems good with Pestilence Demon. Doesn't it, though? Is that the card
0: that we were thinking about comboing with Pestilence Demon? Certainly one of them. let's, Let's see. Next
1: up, we have Gibbering Descent. At the beginning of each player's upkeep, that player loses one life and discards a card. Hellbent, skip your upkeep, which means like you don't have any cards in your hand, skip your upkeep.
0: And you don't take no damage. It also has Madness, so you can play it for less. And it costs Black Black 4. Or Black Black 2, if you
1: Madness it. Ooh
0: null no profusion
1: this i think this is a cco staple because i've suggested this card and the next card to people a bunch of times when they send lists criminally underplayed black black four and the other one is from tempest recycle is green green four null profusion is the color shifted version of it plane plane plan shifted is that what these ones Planar shifted uh yeah we... but they call them color shifted oh okay stupid Skip your draw step. Oh, okay. So I already like where this is going because we know we're going to get a sweet effect. Your maximum hand size is two. Oh, baby. This better be good, right? <laughs> Whenever you cast a card, draw a card. This is like Combo
0: City. Or Combo City's smaller, less-known suburb, Value Town.
1: I love Value Town.
0: Everybody loves it's, the trip down to Value Town.
1: Very affordable housing in Value Town. <laughs> yes. At the cost of one card, you can draw another card. <laughs>
0: Very like excellent.
1: That. So that's Null Perfusion and Recycle.
0: And we're playing both.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Second last enchantment, Pestilence. Pestilence. Definitely goes good with, um. what the heck were we just saying? Death Pits of Wrath alongside Pestilence Demon with the same ability. Black, Pestilence deals one damage to each creature and each player. This has the caveat if at the beginning of your end step there are no creatures on the battlefield, sacrifice Pestilence. It costs black, black too.
0: Now, we've been teasing this card lots. So let's just, let's do it, and then I'll explain why I have so much hate for the particular brand of things that it is meant to kill.
1: This card is called Life and Limb. And it is an enchantment for green three.
0: All forests and all sapperlings are 1-1 one, one green sapperling creatures and forest lands in addition to their other types. So all forests are sapperlings, all sapperlings are forests.
1: So if you're playing against a mono green deck, let's say... They're going to have a bad day. What if they attack you with all their 1-1 forests? They'll never get a chance to. Because you can just pestilence them away. Yeah. What if they put something down like Elishnorn to pump all their forests? Then you'll have to pestilence three times
0: to get them away. Or play something like Death Pits of Wrath <laughs> and you get their Elishnorn too. <laughs> now why do you hate on green so much? Because that's a, that's a really specific thing. It doesn't do anything to islands or plains or mountains. Green is your ramp color. Green is the... It's going to get you more lands all the time. It's got Harrow, it's got Explore, it's got all these other things, and you can't keep up with it. Your land destruction isn't efficient enough to keep up with it, so this one makes it, okay, now you've got all these forests, just kill them. F your forests.
1: So when you're playing all your targeted land destruction, you don't target the forests. Right. You... You know, presumably. Presumably. You demonic tutor for your life and limb, and then you kill all their guys you could turn all their forests into one one creatures and then cast damnation that would do the same thing
0: exactly it also gives all of their lands summoning sickness
1: dang yeah <laughs> dang i didn't even think of that that's like a mini vorenklex i don't mind it it's it's a fun card just vorenklex wouldn't be a bad include in this deck but the curve is super low because you're kind of doing that voltron sub theme
0: yes yeah. also something we don't play in this deck
1: Forest. well let's talk about that you're playing 37 lands, some utility lands, even though we uh, kind of ragged on them. Of note, no forests, and you are playing Dust Bowl, Wasteland, Strip Mine. All of them destroy... Other lands. Other lands. Now, normally I would say, well, let's get some stuff in here that gets lands back from their graveyard so you can reuse your Strip Mines and your things, your Dust Bowls. I would love to do that, Ryan. <laughs> I would love to do that nothing like a crucible of worlds to uh recycle your oh
0: wouldn't that be strip mine right yeah wouldn't that be great in a deck where we're
1: not (laughs) okay utility land i want to mention real quick mosswort bridge i think it's probably the uh, maybe it's the best hideaway land in commander so essentially comes into play tapped Taps for a green, but when it enters a battlefield, you look at the top four cards of your library and hide one of them under Mosswort Bridge. Is kind of the you're hiding something under the bridge. And when you have 10 or more power of creatures, you can pay green and one and cast that spell without paying its mana cost. Very cool. That is the troll yeah. coming out of the bridge. Yeah.
0: And Skullbriar can often eclipse 10 power all by himself quite easily.
1: Exactly. And if he doesn't, well, Big Daddy Butt Sex and one other guy will.
0: One other utility land that I wanted to touch on real quick is Dust Bowl. Uh, I think that this land is not criminally underplayed.
1: Yeah, it was a Zendikar expedition. Like, people know that this land exists.
0: It's it's a great card. It's from Masks also, which I like. And it's add one colorless to your mana pool, less important. But you can also pay three and sack another land to destroy a land. And there's actually a card that I wanted to include in the deck, which I guess we could talk about now or in the potential additions section, that totally abuses Dust Bowl in a hilarious way. Let's, let's do it now. Yeah, what card is that? Herald of the Shrak. Her-
1: oh, yeah. Herald of the Shrak is a... Let me get it right. He is 7 mana. He's a black and 6 for a flyer. 2-4. cumulative upkeep. Gain control of a land you don't control. That's what's crazy because you continue gaining 1 land, then 2 land, then 3 land, then 4 land each of your turns. And Herald of the Shrak gets plus 1, plus 1 for each land you control but don't own. Right, And then when you can't pay the cumulative upkeep cost any longer, you got to give all the lands back. But he gets huge, he steals lands, and you can sacrifice them with Dust Bowl.
0: Exactly. So you're taking their land away from them, sacrificing the land. You could probably tap it to do something with it, too, depending on what it is. As then long you, as it's not a forest. Then you sack it to destroy another one of their lands. So sure, he doesn't stick around for very long, but possibly you could get a lot of value out of him. I just hate that he costs seven. It's a pretty cool effect. In theory.
1: Yeah, and he would get big, and he's killing land. He's shutting off other people, right? Like, yeah. yeah, he's good. Okay, last card. Planeswalker.
0: It is a Planeswalker, and it's Nisa, Voice of Zendikar, and she has a three a three loyalty Planeswalker for green, green one. She has a plus ability that puts a zero-one plant token into play. She has a minus two ability that puts a plus one, plus one counter on each creature you control, so pretty good with our boy Skullbriar. And the reason why I put her in the deck, she has a minus seven where you gain X life and draw X cards where X is the number of lands you control, which is totally a great big CCO to whoever you're playing against. <laughs> and that's what we're all about at the end of the day.
1: Well, a couple other stats that we like to get to is the amount of card draw on the deck. There's six card draw. I'm counting Mosswort Bridge in that, and that's why I wanted to mention it. Okay, Because technically, like, you can get to 10 power pretty easy with Skullbriar or, or some of the other creatures.
0: All the equipment and stuff, too.
1: Exactly, right? So I'm counting that one. I'm counting Recycle and Null Perfusion. We already touched on those two. You've got 13 targeted kill spells. And that's 13 things that kill non-land things. There's a lot more removal in the deck than what it looks like
0: when we go do the quick hits it's obviously it's a land destruction deck kill a land kill a land kill a land lots of that stuff will kill dudes too
1: exactly we didn't really play it off like that but it's a thing mass removal including pestilence effects there are eight of them which makes it seem kind of like a control deck i mean you've got eight or sorry you've got 13 things that kill something and eight things that kill everything yeah i don't mind it talking about cards that have uh multiple uses right they can kill one thing or everything. That's why Cyclonic Rift is so good.
0: Flexibility.
1: Exactly. If your Skullbriar is, you know, a 8-8 eight eight and there's a 9-9 nine nine on the table and everything else is 7 toughness, you Pestilence for 7 and just don't attack the guy with the 9-9, right?
0: Precisely. Yeah. And now your dude's a 9-9. Nine nine. Your is a 9-9. Nine nine.
1: Exactly. So, ramp... There's two two ramp spells. One of them searches for a forest, which we can't actually find because we're not playing any forests. Yes. In a forest st- stead, you're actually playing Tree of Tales, the artifact land, which helps cranial plating. Cranial plating. You're also playing the Darksteel Citadel, the artifact land for colorless, and Seat of the... No, not Seat of the Synod. Vault of Whispers, the black one. So we're playing those kind of vulnerable artifact lands to eke a little bit more value out of our cranial plating, which is classic with cranial plating, right? Mm-hmm. All the way back to Mirrodin's standard of old.
0: That's why they banned those lands in Modern. It's too much value.
1: Yeah, very much so. Affinity's a real deck in Modern, right? It sure is. Got mana Manadoxin yeah. mana, mana works. <laughs> <laughs> Feast and Famine, I'm kind of counting that because it's going to let you untap all your land. Feast and Famine and Bear Umbra nine Mana Rocks and Dorks. Now, do they all need to be in there? In a proper Skullbriar deck, they don't because it's a lot of really cheap equipments and a lot of, you know, like Pump Spells and Infect. (laughs) Which brings me to my question, why no Infect? I went with, well, I went Land Destruction
0: Theme is what I went with rather than Infect. And then I went kind of, we were talking actually a couple weeks ago, remember? And you were like, oh, we should play... Those things that make you discard cards, specters. We should do specter tribal. Yeah, yeah, I'm like okay, that, there's not enough to do that. And I think there's, there's no, like thirteen of them or something. And there's no green specters, so it kind of would just be like a black good stuff deck. So I went with this instead, with the little specter sub theme. But you could easily sub some of the Spectre-y, discard cardy stuff, bottomless pit, gibbering descent, all those things to put in your infect package.
1: Yeah, and you know what? We'll talk about it again in a couple minutes, but I want to get to the next stat that we're looking at. Six discard effects. You just talked about them. You could cut them, put in the infect stuff, but you have six disc- discard effects. That's going to give you a discard effect on turn three or four under no- normal games. And that's when you kind of want to play your discard stuff, right? If you drop out, that's why nobody plays like Duress or Thoughtseize. It's like you got four or five other guys that you're casting that you could make discard and you're picking one card out of one guy's hand not very good if you did that like on turn six or seven and you're getting somebody's last card in their hand maybe it's their them maybe it's their elishnorn or their genesis wave right then it becomes a little bit better but if you're getting one card out of everybody's hand every turn for just an initial investment of three mana it seems okay it's not too bad okay the same all exactly the same for land destruction, you've got twenty-five land destruction effects in this deck. Oh, that was a that was a flex. Yeah, and if you had one or two, I would say like, what are you doing, right? But because there's such a sheer density, you could probably look at keeping one other player for sure, two others maybe right off their land package, and then maybe even a third one who's got like, oh, you've got a Gaius Cradle, but you're not the guy whose land I've been targeting. I'll get that guy's Cradle. So you could potentially hinder three players with 26 of one card. At least keep them off color. Lots of greedy mana bases in You could keep every player off of color, and you could keep for sure one other player for sure off of all their land. We kind of touched on how to play it a little bit. There's not a whole lot of turn one like a Skullbriar proper deck would have. I think that's maybe the reason for the Soul Ring, the Mana Crypt, the Mana Vault, to get you right to your swords.
0: That one thing that Wizards hates, I think, is efficient land destruction that's why ice storm costs so much goddamn money because they're not going to print destroy target land at three again
1: and stinkhole
0: yes and stinkhole they they just won't do that anymore so you gotta play your ramp package where you can just power out a bunch of mana real fast so that you can play your destroy target land for four
1: yeah and you know what i'm like i'm looking at turn two of the deck you've got scavenging ooze jeet mana rocks you do have some two drop land destruction in your utility lands and your sinkhole so if somebody does you know somebody's playing elf ball in EDh or galta galta elf ball is a deck now because you could power out like your 12 12 on turn two or three or whatever with elf ball you get their lucky draw Gaius cradle on turn two with your sinkhole nothing I bet you, feels better than that nothing or your uh your what is it blight Blighted land or whatever, with the monkey on it. Sorry, the guy in a robe.
0: You admit it? Just admitted it, it was a monkey.
1: Oh, it's just called blight. Just called blight. That's that's blight is the kind of like the equivalent of a sinkhole if you're casting on a on a guy's cradle because they're like they're gonna tap it, aren't yeah, they?
0: What are they gonna do? Just think, oh, I just won't tap that that guy's cradle. I'm
1: Mind you, they're playing green. They maybe they have enchantment destruction, but.
0: But then they're burning it on that instead of your bottomless pit that makes you discard. their lucky draw every turn.
1: I guess so. And you know what? The point is, you've got play on turn two. You've got a ton of play on turn three. Oh, Skullbriar costs two. He's your turn two play sometimes. Yeah, he could, yeah, like virtually every time. And once you've kind of established that little mini Voltron package or mini control package in the land destruction, you could go full on control with your discard late game. You've got Spectres and Discard. Spectres and extra Discard, I should say. And then, like after turn four, you're playing late game. I'm sure you've devastated somebody's mana base, and you can cherry pick the lands of your choice at that point. And
0: then you just dink him away with Skullbriar.
1: Dink, 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 dink. Well, da-ding. here's the thing: Skullbriar yeah. dinks turn into like big cocks after a while. I mean, it's like hitting somebody with a club. He starts.
0: <laughs> he starts off as a raging goblin, and then eventually he just beats wholesale ass all by himself. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, I like him too.
1: He's a really great card. He's from originally um, Commander 2011. He was one of the original guys. People were losing their mind. He can keep his counters outside the command zone. Now they're doing shit like Eminence and stuff, right? Like, oh, this is the world we live in. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Moving into the budget section, so I'm I'm looking at the list, and I'm doing the math, and I'm thinking, there is no way this deck should be more than $600, and it's $663. That's almost
0: $87,000 Canadian. Yeah. Or 22 million yen.
1: Or 69 million dong. <laughs> Good on you if you know where you can spend a dong. Don't Google that. Dude, <laughs> Quick hits in the budget section, and you tell me when I'm done that I'm being stupid, okay? Okay. Mana Crypt, 110 bucks. Cut it. Mana Vault, 22 bucks. Cut it. Damnation, 23 bucks. Cut it. Ancient Tomb, 43 dollars. Cut it. Urborg, Toomy Ogmoth, 22 bucks. Cut it. If you followed along, that's $270 in savings if you spend $12 on a Toxic Deluge, which I think I like better in Skullbriar, honestly. For the the pestilence reason I gave before, you can kind of control how much uh, life you pay to not kill your guy. You've touched on it a little bit. Let's talk about it again. Why do we need $270 worth of ramp in this stupid no graveyard galgari monstrosity?
0: That $270 can do the following in theory. You could go turn one, ancient tomb, into Sol Ring floating a colorless. Tap the Sol Ring to play a Golgari Signet. Use your colorless to tap the Golgari Signet for Turn One Skullbriar. You can swing in with Skullbriar on somebody who because he got haste, because he has a haste. So now he's a two-two on your next turn, where you're going to play a land and you're going to use all that mana you have two to play Jeet, equip Jeet, blow up the land they just played, swing for three or two. Then on the next turn, you can do the same thing over and over and over again.
1: And by the by, turn three, Skullbriar's naturally going to be a 4-4? Four four? Yes, plus, plus whatever equipment
0: you put on Plus
1: jeep counters, plus whatever other equipment you could put on him, theoretically. Yes. So that would be hyper-aggro. You can play your general turn one, have him suited
0: up turn two, and have no land across the battlefield for them to use to stop you. And then you can keep them off land forever because you're playing 28 land destruction effects, all of which you can play on turn three. Twenty-six. Twenty-six. And that's why you pay two hundred and seventy dollars for the most ridiculous acceleration package you can imagine. F the budget.
1: Well, I guess F the budget, when you're right, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wanna I'm gonna roll our budget section into our strengths and weaknesses section. Okay. So good good deal. If instead of going for that. Voltron package that you said, what if you took the most expensive cards, Mana Crypt, Ancient Tomb, and whatever, Urborg, or Mana Vault, or Damnation, all within a buck? What if they were Hatred, Unspeakable Symbol, and or an Infect card? Hatred and Unspeakable Symbol let you pay life to give your guy plus one plus one, and you give him Infect, so you only need to do 10 instead of 21, which saves you a whole bunch of life. And then we could play Berserk. Oh, my God. I forgot about Berserk. Now, you have to have a big guy to start with, with Berserk. And Berserk, I think, is one of the stock EDHrec.com cards because you're doing exactly what I just said. Mm. Right? And I think that leads right into a weakness is Skullbriar has this Infect Stigma, Right. So you sit down, you flip up your skullbrider, and everybody's like, uh oh, right. You saw in our game last night how much infect took over the game. Oh yeah. Jesse had a Skitherix out because he's playing Kalia, and I had a grafted exoskeleton on just a random like four four that became a six six. So neither could one hit you, but he was at like six infect and Alex was at six and I was at five infect from Skitherex and it was like super tension, right? And Skullbriar can kind of do that to a game, just naturally. Even when you sit down and you're playing 26 Landy deck,
0: right? We talk about that lots. Where the commander reputation, exactly. How do you How do you sit down with Zer the Enchanter and not get your asshole just reamed right out? You play Sea Monster Tribal until everybody thinks you're playing Sea Monster Tribal and you bust it on actual Zer deck. oh
1: Make sure you go online and actually Google Zer Sea Monster Tribal CCO podcast. You'll find it. We did that. Okay, other weakness. Land Destruction isn't very good, and we touched on that. You're running a maximum density of them, I think, at 26, right? That does make it good. Usually you see your red, uh, black decks be your Land Destruction. Kind of hate decks, like group slug type decks, right?
0: If we were playing red, there's a lot more efficient, additional efficient Land Destruction cards. And there's a bunch that I'm not playing in here, but they cost 5 and they cost 6, and they're just not they're not good enough.
1: Yeah, they uh, yeah they don't uh, they don't hit things that aren't lands. If you don't need to hit a land or Desert Twister can hit absolutely anything and cost six, right? Precisely. Yeah, okay. Strengths takes people out of the game. Like you can take one or two people out of the game real easy. Yeah, if there's a deck
0: that you super hate and is sitting over there, you can just stop them. They're playing Narset. You can just stop them. You
1: just meta them, right? They played Narset last game, and you're like, okay, now this is happening.
0: Yeah, just just stop them and. <laughs> If you play your political cards correctly and you play the game real good, people won't hate you out for that. Even though you're playing land destruction, everybody hates it because you're keeping that guy with that deck from doing what that deck does.
1: Or if that deck is, let's say, a control deck. It doesn't need to be that guy, that deck. It can just be the control deck. If you want to make the control deck way slower than it already is and you've got something that you can leverage against another player at the table you just make that control player so slow that everybody else just gang beats them and you're left kind of just holding down the control player playing that political game till you see an opening to take out somebody else
0: yes and i mean you do have stuff in here where you can be like okay the control player is out now now i can start effing with everybody because they've spent some resources to do another stuff right and then you can take yourself back into the game and you can take the take the game down from a political standpoint instead of just by beating down with the big infecting skullbriar
1: yeah now the last strength i'm going to highlight here is if you want to cut those expensive mana rocks and and things that i outlined in the budget section and play the infect skullbriar list it's going to be a lot cheaper Oh yeah, <laughs> it's just the funny thing oh, yeah. that the green pump spells are all common, and the infect cards that you play in this deck are common. Hatred's gonna cost you a few bucks now. Hatred's actually like seventeen or eighteen bucks now.
0: So is berserk. It's like thirty or forty, isn't it? Or did uh, it go down?
1: No, it, it kind of came down. It was in uh, like Eternal Masters, and right. then it was in Conspiracy Two or something. So it's had a few printing, so you can get it. So the infect list is probably gonna be cheaper. But remember, you will be playing against that infect stigma deck.
0: Yeah, then you're just playing a stock Skullbry list, and why would you bother? playing this super cool one
1: speaking of stock list let's look at the milk list for Skullbriar. everybody loves the milk list so for any of our new listeners the milk list is a list of cards from zero converted mana cost all the way to 16 in this case we're talking about green black gligari yes so at the zero drop slot do you play mana crypt i sure do you do Sol ring at one yeah secure a tribe elder at two Hell no. That's like the opposite of what you're playing. Yeah, ball is that. <laughs> Eternal Witness at three. Nope. That's a that's a graveyard card, Ryan. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Jared Galgari Leech Lord is a graveyard card. She's not playing that. Correct. four. Five, Acidic Slime. I do have him. Playing him. Grave Titan at six. Nope. Always good. But uh not not today. <laughs> Shieldred the Whispering One is a graveyard card. Yep. Not playing her at seven. Big Daddy Butt Sex at eight. Terastodon. Yeah, yeah, I got him. Got him. In garrick's Wake at 8? Nope. Koslik Butcher of Truth at 10? Nope. There's no. In garricks Wake is a 9, sorry. Ulamog Infinite Gyre at 11? Nope. It the Betrays at 12? Nope. Emmerkula Promised End? Nope. Emrakul, Eons Torn? Nope. Draco? Four milk list matches. It's okay. That's kind of normal. That's kind of what we see, right? Um, The milk list is kind of redundant when you hit like 10 plus. Yeah, there's uh,
0: only so many. They're all the big Eldrazi. And then uh, Dink Mouth Infusion.
1: And um, a Tocthon Worm. Oh, I hate that card.
0: (laughs) A Tocthon Worm is going in the giveaway. (laughs)
1: that means we have to find one.
0: I'm sure there's somebody (laughs) around that will just give us one.
1: CCO Nation in Saskatoon. If you have an Atochthon Worm, we need to get it from you.
0: Yes, we'll... Credit you on the show. You can even draw like a little ball sack on the thing's chin if you want.
1: I think his chin already looks like a ball sack. Yeah, it does. That's the joke. (laughs) That's the joke, Ryan. (laughs) Spice calculator?
0: Before we do that, let's talk about card of the 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 week. week. Card of the week. What are you thinking? You always knew it was going to be life and limb.
1: Oh, yeah. Life and limb is good. I got a foil one. You got a foil one?
0: I sure do. Oh. Probably for the same reason you have one. Because it was just garbage, and it's like I want that. Yeah, garbage, and I wanted to play
1: Sapperlings, and I wanted to be degenerate. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: It's just from Planar Chaos, but since it is kind of a junk card, it's like a buck forty, yeah, or or twenty bucks Canadian. If you're looking at a foil one, uh, not really a lot of commander price spike in there because it's about four bucks.
1: Yeah. So, and again, just as a reminder, it's an enchantment four green three, and it makes all forests. One one green sapperlings and it makes all green sapperlings forests. So interesting card. Lots of times you can look at that and think, "What the hell? What? Why would I ever do, want to do that?" Goes infinite with CCO staple intruder alarm. Uh no, it doesn't. If nope. your guys have haste. Ah, uh, well, no, you just use the ones that didn't just come in because all of your land, all of your forests untap because they're creatures you use the same ones to tap and untap over and over and over again maybe if you're playing a team or deck you pair it with Perforos. not like we haven't given one of him away before
0: true but nobody hates him everybody loves Perforos. Uh, sometimes I don't like him the big perf (laughs) but that's our card of the week go out pick him up and uh, let us know if you can come up with any kind of uh, fun thing to do with him that isn't going infinite or no I think I already did something sweet with him we're in burnout land but Ah, you you, you said
1: something fun Fun for who? For me. Ah, okay. I play pawns now, Ryan. I'm a dirtbag. <laughs> you are a dirtbag. Okay, spicy calculator. As per EDH record, there are 492. That seems low given that he was um, a Commander 2011 commander. He's the seventh most common Galgari commander. He is just below Nath of the Guilt Leave and just above Mazarik. Crawl Death Priest. The We've Maserator. The Maserator. Yeah, we did him um, in Arc of Friendship. You can look him up on um, our Tapped Out page or iTunes or potomatic wherever. Yeah, that was
0: uh, F.U. Evans
1: deck. Yes, I like the deck. It's cool. I like Skullbriar too, but I like the Infect one because I'm I'm a dirtbag too. <laughs> <laughs> so, 492 lists at the time. Your average converted mana cost is 346 that's not too bad. Yeah, no, I said critical turn of 4 cuz that's when you're starting to cast your your land destruction cards and starting to take control over a player, right? It maybe could be turn 3 if you're playing infect or if you get the hand that you were describing, but I think turn 4 is fine because you by that time have landed your commander, maybe an equipment, and you're starting to attack and you can start to destroy land by turn four. See,
0: it's playoff time, so let's use a hockey analogy. Hmm. Let's use let's do a hockey analogy. Turn one, you're kind of skating around each other. You throw your gloves down. Turn two, you grabbed each other's shirt. You're kind of feeling it out. You know, you're looking for that opening. Turn three, they're kind of down a little bit, and the refs are thinking they might want to step in because this is getting kind of brutal. Turn four, you're beating them with your helmet. Yeah.
1: Optimal game size. I said four because you're not playing red. You don't have that mass land destruction capability. You do have to, I'll I'll use the phrase pick on somebody. You really do. I'm going to say meta against that person because you're probably only whipping a deck out like this against somebody who pissed you off. Yes. So you can meta against somebody and take on somebody else. And then the third guy, your third opponent is kind of your dink's flapping in the wind to him. So yeah, just you just kind of have hoping, to, You have to political against him a little bit, right?
0: Yeah, you kind of got to hope that your other removal will help deal with that guy.
1: Yeah. Okay, one tutor in the deck. 44 unique cards from the stock list on EDHREC.com. Yeah. So, punch it all in the spicy calculator. Beep, boop, 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 61. That's good. That's pretty good. It's yeah. not bad at all. I don't mind. Go Brando. I think the highest one we ever did was like 70-something, and I, I forget what list that one was. That was... Who the heck was it? I know the Damia Rats list that got a significant upgrade with the new Dominaria stuff with a two-mana rat. Yeah. Just throwing that out there. And Skull Clamp because the rat only gets buffed in the face, not the butt. Yeah. Anyways, another list. Maybe if we ever do an arc of Revisited. Huh? Oh, we Ooh, can go back. And... We've had a year worth of shows that we can pull from.
0: Yes, we have. And lots of decks have either come apart or have been morphed into something way different.
1: Yeah. So that's a thing. 61, though. Pretty spicy. I it's like
0: it. Not bad at all. It's not Nothing something anybody's going to see coming. Unless they listen to this show, in which case they will, and uh, F you anyway.
1: Okay, let's, uh, let's go back to the contest and finish up with Brando's final thought of the day. Okay, so the contest is help
0: spread CCO Nation, spread us like the plague, and you will be entered into a draw to win the draw of opposition, which is... A collection of cards that Ryan or I, or Ryan and I, super hate. Uh, I talked about a few of them today on the show. There's a picture of a few more of them up on our Facebook page right now. Check that out.
1: I think if anybody's wondering, because we mentioned it on the Thraxamundar deck giveaway, that one was about $130 worth of value. This one isn't quite there, but you're looking at about $70 thus far plus or minus any secret cards that you're going to also receive.
0: Yes, there are other things that are in the maybe pile, and there will be more added to this pile, both because it gets them out of our damn binders. We don't have to look at them no more. And uh, we just like kind of giving stuff away for you guys. So that's the giveaway. Like, share, follow, help us out, and uh, we appreciate it very much. As for my final thoughts of the day, I had a miserable effing time building this deck because as we mentioned last week I am a dredge player and I love doing things out of the graveyard and not playing magic but instead playing some other game while you try to play magic but my game is way better than yours and in order to build this deck I had to completely ignore that and there's lots of stuff that I wanted to play that I couldn't if you play those things in this deck it actually makes it a lot better take out the graveyardless stuff you got a great deck because you have a crucible of worlds crucible of worlds makes this deck a world of better because of dust bowl but I'm waxing on I'll just leave it there. This deck was good. It was fun. It still is a good time. I highly recommend you all go out and try it out. Maybe you can try it out against our deck from next week, which is completely fair Orzov. What does that even mean? We're going to tell you on the next episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme
1: song! (laughs)